Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ruby Darcy podcast. I am so grateful to be in your ears and thank you for tuning in to this episode. I've got a big one for you. This is a conversation around a mindset, a really, really big one. And to be honest, this is underpinned by some of the most valuable things that I have anchored into or have learned across my personal development journey. Honestly, these things are really, really profound. And to be honest, they can, I'm going to even say, can encompass what personal development is. And I like to stretch like the way I describe things to be dramatic, or maybe it just sounds fucking dramatic, but it's actually true that these things get to be personal development in a nutshell. And if you can acquire these traits, these three things that I'm going to come into, then I promise you, you will live a life of absolutely undeniable strength, confidence, and continuous growth in yourself. This is huge. Okay, so without further ado, let me get into it. So the first thing that I really want to speak about is the power of accumulating micro moments of which you dictate. Okay, so really where we end up, right, in our lifetime, the success that we achieve for ourselves, the experiences we have, the opportunities we attract, typically they are comprised of an accumulation of micro moments throughout our life being what we choose, what we choose to believe, what we choose to accept, what we choose to move by, what we choose to let influence us, and what we choose to normalize. All of those tiny micro moments encompassing all of those things is really what creates the trajectory or the outcome that we inevitably end up in, right? Now, this is freaking massive because if you can start to see the opportunity for manipulating in the most positive way your micro moments throughout your day, throughout your week, life, etc., you are going to have such an incredible growth experience because there are thousands thousands of microscopic little seconds throughout the day where we have two choices, where we have a fork in the road, where we can go left or we can go right. We can make the choice that's going to propel us towards our highest vision for ourselves and our greatest potential, or we have a choice to choose the unproductive belief, action, thought, etc. right? And I think we all know this to our core. We know that we've made decisions in the past that we could have otherwise made a quote unquote better decision, but we didn't. And it's if we can start to see that the power of accumulating those tiny, tiny, tiny choices has actually got the power to change our whole entire life and who we become. Once we start to anchor into that, I think we can start to be a lot more intentional with those micro moments. But what I want to really like zone in on is the fact that these micro moments that I'm speaking about 
are actually seconds in duration. They are very, very small moments. So almost let that be easeful for you. Let that be something that I can control one second of my thought because you absolutely can. But what tends to propel people into having a biased choice is our conditioning, right? Is a compounding effect from past events that are going to dictate what we're more biased to choose, right? And this might be prior belief systems or prior programming, i.e. we've always made that decision. So it makes more sense that there's going to be bias on that decision to be made again, right? And I'm sure you have your own example for context. I'm going to relate it to the business uh, space. And that might look like every time you go to set a boundary or you know that you need to set a boundary with something, you actually pull out and you turn on this really nice personality of yours and you actually just want to suck up people's bum. Or there's the vibe where every time you go to sell your offer on socials, you just choose not to and you find a convenient way not to or every time you post you combine a convenient way of reason as to why it's not the right time or why your post isn't good enough it you name your thing right and when we can come into realizing the programming that we already have in that micro moment we get to choose differently and we get to create an opportunity where your programming starts to shift and i say this often It's the fact that who you are now absolutely doesn't have to be who you are a year from now. Every single thing that you do every day, the way you lead your life, the choices you make, what you believe, what you're likely to do, it doesn't have to be the reality. It's not you. And I think often people grasp these identity pieces and they hold them and then they unconsciously hold this effort to upkeep these identity pieces, which are just so counterproductive to what could otherwise be possible. And I think if we start with believing that anything is possible, not just like anything's possible affirmation, it's like actually believing that the parts of ourselves that we're least proud of don't get to be that way anymore. And if we can identify those things, oh my God, like off you go. You know what I mean? Like you're good. Like if you can identify what you want to shift and then you can find the micro moments throughout the day that present with the opportunity to shift those things, then there you go. Like you do not need to invest in another personal development course ever again, because that is the answer, right? Like you get to choose when you draw awareness to what you want to change and the opportunities that you can correct, curate or even find that are already existing in your life to actually choose differently and to, to pursue that opportunity, right? But what this really requires is the way that we respond to the opportunity. And this is where I see people getting stuck. They see the opportunity to make a decision that they know is presenting them with an opportunity to change, to to rewire their programming, to choose a different path, to accumulate these micro wins in every moment, to accumulate the t- the evidence for the type of person that they're going to become and the type of person that they want to be, right? It's not just like A to B when you want to grow into this incredible 
incredible human, which is absolutely available to you. It's really reverse engineering. What did that human have to go through? What choices did they have to make on a daily basis, day in and day out that has cultivated the human that becomes that unbreakable ideal version of yourself that you know you can be? Okay, back on track to Okay, well, how can you approach the opportunity? Now, the opportunity is often disguised in emotion. The opportunity is disguised in inconvenience. The opportunity is disguised in something that seems obvious, but you know it's actually not the answer. And again, this is like the programming thing. It's like, oh, it seems obvious because that's what I always do. But it actually doesn't have to be obvious for me anymore that I pick that path because I can choose and normalize something else. So when you're faced with that opportunity, and I'm going to even come back into when it's uncomfortable for you looking at that opportunity, right? Because potentially pursuing an opportunity in that moment to become a different version of yourself or a more elevated version of yourself is actually going to require why are you to do something that a part of you is scared of and that a part of you doesn't want to do, that a part of you doesn't want to accept about yourself, that a part of you doesn't actually know the answer, then that's very, very uncomfortable. So again, it's that opposing force that's making it harder for you to hold yourself in that micro moment. But regardless of the discomfort, the inconvenience, the emotion attached or the programming attached, If we can see an opportunity for an opportunity with zero bias and we can face it with high frequency emotions being excitement and gratitude, you are set for life versus coming into that opportunity to change. And that's going to present in things like discomfort, heightened emotion, inconvenience, hardship even, and then choosing to come into a victim and come into this space where you wish that it wasn't the case, that you wish that you had it better, that it's so hard for you, that it's like really impacting you. And whilst it it absolutely can, it's holding yourself in the opportunity to see the opportunity. It's holding yourself in the opportunity to be grateful and excited for something new. And Those moments are presented constantly throughout the day. And it's almost looking at the moments and seeing them as like, oh, this is happening to me, for me to be presented with an opportunity to see where I'm actually not making the most of my potential, where I actually get to choose differently, where I get to change. That is why these things are presented to me. And when we come into that, there's constant gratitude and then there's constant willingness to search for more opportunities and more micro moments to change and shift your trajectory. There's this constant search. And again, these are found. It's like the gems, the treasures are found in some of the hardest, most uncomfortable situations where you do actually feel like you're hard done by it, where you do actually feel like you wish things were different. Of course, but that's the gem. That's where the growth is. The opportunity is. The mirror is to see a new part of yourself that you're not choosing to see because you're not choosing to sit in the discomfort as yet. Then this comes into honest conversation 
conversations with yourself. And this is about not wanting anything to feel palatable for you anymore, right? Because if we are constantly searching for the answers and doing our self-reflection, but we have this bias to our search where we're searching for evidence of where we are the things we want to be, where we are doing the right thing, we should deserve the success that we desire and where we deserve money to come in. Yeah, for sure, that's great and that can be fantastic in the realm of manifestation, but... It's very, very hyper palatable, which can blind you from the truth because it's so convenient to sit there and have your tasteful snack and not take full responsibility of the things that you're completely blindsiding yourself to. The actual truth about why you're not in a superior position, why you're not in an optimal position that's relative to where you actually want to be and what you know you're capable of doing. And I've really like had so much power in this in telling myself that I don't need the palatable answer anymore. I actually don't want the validation and I don't want to be soothed and I don't want to normalize that. And I don't want to normalize those conversations. And I want to be mindful of the part of myself that goes to message my friend when I want her to be like, oh my God, no, but you're amazing. Oh my God, but no, that's fine. Because I don't want that. And I know that that feels so palatable in the moment, but it's actually harmful to me. And it's the same with the way I hold my clients. And whilst I'll give them both because there's always something to celebrate and there's always something that they actually might be blindsided to that they're doing really well and that can propel them as well. And I say that often. They're like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. I didn't realize that was a strength of mine. But then there's also a very, very big opportunity to have an honest, hard conversation of like, hey, you're actually not doing this and you actually are capable of so much more. And there is so much power in that. So like if we were to really come into the integration of this, right, I want to ask you, how can you be super, super honest with yourself in the least palatable way right now? And if we're going to break it down, start by picking one thing that you know you should be doing right now. One thing, just one to keep it simple for yourself and then follow this up with one reason why you're not to gain further context on why you're not so that you can move with that context. And then the third thing is one way you can do it. So that's the implementation. That is the integration of where you want to go. And it's actually giving yourself the chance to learn the lesson, not to just see the lesson, but to actually learn it. And learning it comes with the action associated to it. I think also a lot of people look too far beyond the micro moment, right? The micro moment, as I said, is like one second where you get to see yourself and choose differently versus people look too far ahead past the micro moment and let themselves be propelled by that. So let's say in the realm of business, you want to create a thriving business that is growing, that is intaking all of this revenue and new clients. And it is just incredible. And that's the goal. And that's the desire. But with that, there's fear in where you're currently at, because you can see the other side of that. You can see the scarcity. You can see what it might be like for everything to fail. And instead of just holding yourself in every little micro moment where you get to choose the best possible choice for yourself, the best action you can take, the best new belief, the best opportunity to see what you're not doing, where you're not meeting your potential. 
Instead, people zoom all the way back, all the way up to like a year from now and, and, and absorb the fear of the failure and create this narrative and this picture of like what things might be like. But that's to a degree so freaking irrelevant. And it's also creating, you can see, more bias to the action that you're taking in the micro moment because what you see and fear about the future is therefore going to position you into a reactive state for every single micro moment that you're taking. However, you can get out of this by being excited and grateful for that opportunity. And again, I'm going to say micro moment. Take a shot for every time I say micro moment. (laughs) I don't condone excessive drinking. Anyway, really watch that part of yourself that gets very consumed in the fear that does become so irrelevant to the accumulation of choices that you get to make and how it really impacts and again creates that bias on the choices that you're making because it's propelled by the fear. Huge conversation and you're going to have your own individual context for this and I encourage you to look for it. Okay and then I really want to drive this home by bringing it all into what this does for your mental state. And I see this often. I see this with clients. I see, I've seen this and experienced this in myself. And even to this day, it's like when I notice there's parts of myself that might be lacking confidence, it's, it's not normalizing the fact that you can lack confidence. It's not soothing myself into why I should have confidence. It's not validating a reason as to why I should have confidence. It's not seeking out a, a way to put that conversation onto someone else and, and try and get them to relate or whatever the fuck it is. It's not also sitting in the problem of like, I, I am not a confident person because I've had a moment where I lack confidence that's propelling the problem and actually perpetuating the lack of confidence, right? Something to be mindful of. And instead it's holding yourself in the micro moment of like, oh, I lack confidence. Why? Okay, this is the answer. Now I'm going to choose that answer. And the answer is often because you're lacking integrity on what you know you should be doing, right? You're lacking integrity on on an accumulation of different things that you know are actually going to be required of you. You're lacking confidence because you're accumulating choices of choosing the thought that's actually anchoring you deeper into the victim, that's actually strengthening the victim, that's actually strengthening the part of you that feels fear, that feels lack, rather than choosing the part of you that knows she's capable of taking deep responsibility for her actions, for who she is, what she's doing, and that she is responsible of her circumstances. But in that exact breath, she gets to create the the life of her desires. And it doesn't start with sitting in the victim and perpetuating the problem. It doesn't start with normalizing the soothing and normalizing, validating yourself for where you're currently at. It starts in sitting in very, very deep levels of self-responsibility to actually choose that you are responsible for your circumstances. And as I said, you therefore have the power to change it all. And that will be the answer. So encompassing all of this back in together, it's really coming into the power of accumulating 
your choices in the micro moments and what that can do is completely alter your trajectory and who you become and I would love for you guys to feel excitement for the fact that those moments are ever present every single day thousand times a day and you're gonna know when they come up now you're gonna feel them of like oh it's funny like I kind of made a promise to myself that I was gonna do that and then I didn't end up doing it that's an example of that micro moment where I actually got to hold myself there for two minutes not even two seconds and see the opportunity have excitement for the opportunity and then make the choice that's most aligned with the path that makes sense for your greatest potential. And that's going to give you unwavering confidence because you're giving yourself tangible evidence of why you are pro highest version of yourself. You are pro growth. You are pro pushing through discomfort and resilience and building emotional intelligence. You are for all of that. And there is nothing that can give you more confidence than that. And just to tie this back in, I see this with my clients so often where they come to me with the most excitement after they've done something that they once couldn't do or they once would have backed out of, they once would have been afraid to do, they once would have just stayed home and not gone to the gym or they once would have thought that they weren't capable of doing it but then they prove themselves wrong. They have confidence like I've never seen them have or possess before and it truly is so, so powerful. So don't let it be a harder thing than it needs to be and I say that just because I've found so much ease in holding yourself in one microsecond at a time, not the bigger picture, right? Because the bigger picture is where we start to collate all of the stories, the beliefs, the conditioning, the programming that's so irrelevant to what is currently happening in that tiny little two second situation that you get to choose, you get to take control over, you get to cultivate the outcome that you desire for your future. So please know that that is possible. And I hope you found this episode valuable. It was a little bit of a different texture, but I think it's so important to build an unbreakable, resilient mindset, especially if you are in the business space, the entrepreneurship space, and really building out a leadership mindset, which will always, always serve you and propel you forward. But if you're not in the business space, let that be the most valuable personal development lesson that you ever, ever learn. And I appreciate you listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you got value from this, please send me a DM. I would love to hear and I will be in your ears in the next episode.